trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
And with that, officially welcome back to the topical resort because, well, we've been away for a while. But what you just said there was from Binary Domain, that weird PS3 360 PC game that you would have thought would have been really popular, but it surprisingly wasn't. That was Japanese Police Chase. Then before that, from a game we've all heard of from Mad World, that was Survival, because I really don't play too many Mad World tracks on the show, or at least not anymore. I used to quite a bit, but I haven't for like the last year and a bit or so. But in case you sort of missed all the blog posts, or you missed the title of this podcast, or whatever somehow, uh, this week's going to be a bit of a variety show, and I say that in a good sort of way, in that, well, on this show at the moment lately, you may have noticed with the topics, because I've been doing a lot of listener requests, that means... We're sort of retreading a lot of old ground, and we're, um, you know, uh, just that. And on top of the fact of, we tend to play a lot of the same music because a lot of these topics you guys want, there's just so much overlap in them. Like, especially with games like Puyo Puyo Fever that have come out on every single console and apply to a lot of different topics. Uh, you're going to get a bit sick of some of those games eventually. You're going to get a bit sick of Sonic, of Knights, of. Uh, Metropolis Street Racer, Outrun, Space Harrier, any of the Yu Suzuki games, um... Am I missing anything? No, but... It's just those sort of games, the ones that you hear constantly on repeat. And my show's become a bit guilty of that, and... Well, I'm sort of... Trying to... Stray away from that this week. Um, These aren't obscure picks, but they're picks which you wouldn't really hear on the show much, and for the past few years you really wouldn't hear them on Radio Sega much. So I'm hoping that well, I can bring you something you might not have heard before for those of you in the chat room who are more uh, sonically inclined, shall we say, because there's some great stuff coming up tonight. Um, not going to be leaking at all, but we do have one Sonic track because it relates to something we'll be discussing in a bit, but it is a slightly more deep cut one, slightly. But we've also got some great music from games such as Astro Boy, Omega Factor, Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap, the 2017 remake. I uh, don't want to spoil too much else, but we've got something from Guardian Heroes as well, and plenty more to come up, as long as you request it. So, you know, all the usual sort of places are available to request. Email, Twitter, uh, Discord, etc. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, we do have a Discord chat, radioac.ga forward slash Discord. Uh, create a username, join, or if you don't have if you don't have a disc, or if you do have a Discord account, sorry, then uh, all you need to do is just go to that link and it will automatically redirect you to uh, the to the server and then you'll be in our server chatting with the lovely people such as Twinny, Jamie64326, gamer 98 we also had Electric Boogaloo, Callum and I think we had a few others earlier on but if you are here, hello to you if you're lurking, hello to you if you're listening on the podcast a big hello to you so one thing that you guys wanted me to talk about tonight since we don't really have an overriding topic or any segments tonight. That's another thing. No segments tonight. Um, you guys wanted me to talk about the Sonic Dash update, which just released, and I'll give my opinions on it because I've been playing it for about. I was gonna say a long time, but not really. I've been playing it for like 30 minutes a push. So, wanna wanna give my opinions on it, even though I haven't really got to the, any of the new content, but. Give my, I'll give my opinions on the trailer and stuff as well, but this just dropped about an hour before the show went live, so this is a very recent thing. Uh, it's a mobile game, for those of you who don't know, so not terribly exciting, but... I mean, Sonic Dash came out in 2012. For mobile games, that is an extremely long lifespan. Like Sonic, Sonic Dash 2 came out and died within like two years, 
Sonic Forces Speed Battle, it was doing well, but it honestly looks like it's going the same sort of way. It's just Sonic Dash, but with rivals, and uh, no. But, yeah, Sonic Dash 1 has seemingly outlasted all of them, as it's, it's doing really well all of a sudden. And it had its, what, fifth anniversary in 2017? I remember they did that event. Then uh, they did some other stuff as well, like they, but they just keep adding content to this game. Like, so I remember back when I used to play it, which was around 2014, two years after it came out. On my, uh, you know, my iPhone was a bit of an iPhone fanboy back then. It's a shame to admit some of these things, but um, I had the game on the iPhone, and I remember there was like four or five characters. It was obvious your obvious picks like Tails, Knuckles, Amy, Shadow. I went on there today to uh, play Sonic Dash, and um, they had characters like Pac-Man, um, classic Sonic, a Sonic version of the Android logo. What? That one? That one's mad. Uh, then you just got like really deep cut characters. This one isn't really, but classic Sonic was a weird pick in my opinion, but one that's appreciated. Then you have people like Vector, Charmy, um, others. I remember at one point as well, actually, when I played it back around 2015, there was an Angry Birds promotion. Angry Birds in a Sonic game, okay. <laughs> what? That's a bit mad, but there we go. I think that was just around the time the brand was collapsing as well, so... Just around the time they stopped making new Sonic games, they were like, yeah, let's bring Angry Birds into a Sonic game for cross-promotion. So that'll work. It didn't. At all. But the main bulk of my time that I spent in Sonic Dash was actually the PC version, because for those of you who don't know, there is a surprisingly a PC version of the game. Uh, if you have a Windows machine, good for you. Uh, but you need a Windows 10 machine. <laughs> if you don't have Windows 10, it's pointless. And uh, if you have a Linux machine or a Mac machine, well, uh, you're screwed. But then again, if you have either of those two, you're probably not the type of person who plays mobile games. So, it's on the Windows 10 store, and yeah, it's 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 an interesting release. It's really not one I expected to see. I was just like, oh, they, they're going to... I remember they announced, oh, we're going to put it on the Windows Windows store, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, you're doing that for the people who have Windows phones, because apparently people still have Windows phones in 2014. Right. Okay. But I was surprised to learn that, no, we're actually putting it on PC in widescreen with um, keyboard controls, and... Okay, that's a really odd decision. I wish they'd done it with more games though, because um, obviously I know it didn't have a very long shelf life, but Sonic Runners would have been great with their uh, keyboard controls. Well, not keyboard controls, but even if it was just like spacebar to jump, that would have been so much better than uh, when you're playing Sonic Runners on on uh, your phone screen and the game's getting really fast all of a sudden and your hands are getting a bit sweaty and you can't tap the screen properly and. Uh, then your leg falls off, I don't know, you know, something like that, but <laughs> you get the point, that game would have really benefited from being on PC, but they didn't do it, and they didn't do it with Runner's Adventure either, because that game exists, That it's a thing that exists, so, yeah. Uh, as for the actual content of the update, I haven't actually discussed that. Um, what comes with it is two new characters, so Charmy and Vector, as I mentioned earlier, has a level up system. Uh, it has a sort of grind grindy system that you have to use to unlock like these ship parts. Which, if you don't remember, this is a really obscure thing to remember. But if you don't remember, um, 
Sonic Dash, like when it first came out, the the background of the main menu screen was like this pirate ship in, stranded in Green Hill or Seaside Hill or wherever it is. And for some reason now they're like, yeah, we're gonna move that to the sub menu, and you have to repair it. Really weird thing <laughs> that they reference there for some reason. But there's yeah, there's this mode called build mode, and um. It has gems, which if you know mobile games, uh, gulp gems, that's never a good thing. You can't buy them seemingly, which surprises me because I expect that to be the the, the actual currency because most mobile games, Sonic Dash included, have a currency that you win for free and does absolutely nothing and then they have a real currency which you can only get by buying things with money. And Sonic Dash has that because rings, they give you tons of, but rings do naffle. Whereas Red Rings, oh, well they only show up once every few hours, but you're going to have to purchase them if you want Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes, Shadow the Hedgehog. So that's sort of how they, uh, they, they grab you in this game, but the gems seemingly don't do that. But I haven't quite yet unlocked the building mode, but I really want to unlock it because that sounds interesting to me, the ability to sort of make your own levels, it seems like they're marketing it as, in which case... I'm down for that. I'm, I'm totally down for that. It sounds awesome. Yeah, let me know your thoughts on the update, but the main thing we were all focused on was the amazing remix that played in the uh, trailer. And we all sort of in the Discord scrambled around like, what is this remix? We need to get a copy of this remix. We need a full version now, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then I, I did about two seconds of searching when I got home on my database and I found out uh, oh, it's, it's just the remix from Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games 2014. Um, yeah, which is a little bit disappointing because Sonic, I remember when Sonic Dash came out, uh, it came out with the only two tracks it had in the game with the menu theme and the Seaside Hill theme, both of which were completely original. That was 2012. Uh, seven years later, they have not made a new track for Sonic Dash. Not a single one. They just keep reusing tracks from our other Sonic games, which makes sense. It costs less money, but I mean, come on. Like, it's been seven years, and you've updated the game continuously in that time, like multiple times a year, and not once have you added a new track. That was really weird to me. Especially considering Sonic Runners, like that was only alive for, what, a year and a half? And that had a two-volume soundtrack. It had enough music for two volumes worth. And... I'm going to say as well, Sonic Dash is an infinitely more profitable game. You would have expected Sonic Runners to be the one they reused the music on, because that game made no money at all. But Sonic Dash like brings in the bank, apparently, from what I hear. And yet, they're not bothering to waste the, um, the soundtrack fund on them, but they wasted it on Runners. Because they can. <laughs> I don't really know why. <laughs> Let's see what you guys have been saying quickly before, uh, before we discuss anything else in the chat. Ah, oh, this is a big one. Um, today, Bayonetta 2's director announced they were leaving Platinum Games. Uh, this week in the Nintendo Direct, which took place on Wednesday, we finally got confirmation that Bayonetta 3 still exists. It's still a thing that is being made at some point. I was shocked by this too, considering we haven't heard anything from the game in over a year, but yeah, it exists, but it's everyone suspects it's in development hell, and they're, they're probably right, to be honest. But, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, he's just decided that he left. 
So, uh, it reads, This tweet will be a little more personal than usual. Yesterday, January 31st. Yeah, I, I don't know why why it was posted today, but was was my last day at Platinum Games. The memories I made during my 13 years at Platinum, working on dozens or working with dozens of talented individuals on Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, and Star Fox Zero, are priceless to me. Let me take this opportunity to share my thanks with anyone who's worked with me, supported me, or played my games. Hope to take the experiences I gained at Platinum and use them on whatever I may work on in the future. Thank you again. So. Would this affect Bayonetta 3 too much? Tough to say, because he doesn't even comment on the game, so maybe he was never working on it in the first place. I don't know, I don't think we even have a staff list revealed for that game yet, aside from... the uh, Kamoi is obviously going to be there, because of course he is. But, yeah. So, th that's probably the reason why we haven't heard anything about Bayonetta 3 in a while, or possibly. Because that's not, that's not uh, I guess, the entire reason. Twinny says house cleaning is fun, as he listens to, to Topakia Dessert. Topakia Dessert? Right, I, I, I know you guys, I know you guys like coming up with these these weird like pun type things. What was it, the, the topical risotto, uh, the, what was it, what was the one you guys always used to say in the chat, but I've completely forgotten. Flopical Resort is the obvious one. But um, there's one more that you used to go on and on about, but I I just can't remember the name of it for the life of me. Top topical disease that was a good one as well, and also Electric Boogaloo's just joined us. Hello, Electric Boogaloo. And Brute Gamers just reminded me as well. Um, sad. He said he's unlocked the new Blue Mountain Zone, which is a brand new level in the game. But um. That reminds me as well. Whatever happened to the Sonic Dash? Uh, no, the Sonic Dash. Whatever happened to the Sonic Jump games? They were awesome. Love so I love them. Because I, I was always, I always quite like Doodle Doodle Jump. And so when Sonic Jump came along, not the original Nokia version, like the uh, the 2011 iOS version, I was like, wow, this game is awesome, and it was. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. It had like story progression, multiple characters, exactly sort of what I wanted in a game. It was paid, but I didn't really mind because. Hey, let's pay to win, except I think it did actually have pay to win, uh, if I remember correctly. Oh well, I never spent money on it. But yeah, love, love Sonic Jump 1, and then um, Sonic Jump Fever came out, and I remember everyone hating that game, but I adored it. Played that for like hours on the bus, and um, I think I was at school at the time, yeah, where, at the time that came out. I'm, I'm trying to think back, but I mean as in, when I was into it, was I in school at that point? Yes, I was. Um... Yeah, that game, that game was great. The issue everyone had was that it had uh, the typical mobile system of energy repeals and that you can only play five times in two hours and then you have to uh, either pay or come back later. But I never really minded that because it was the type of game where each round lasted about three minutes if you were good. So you could just, uh, you could just, you know, play a couple rounds that would take like 20 minutes then you'd go off, to, I'd go off to like a lesson or something then I'd come back play five more rounds etc so that never really bothered me that sort of energy system but that has really irritated me in other mobile games but they were great games I'm, I'm, I miss Sonic Jump quite a bit uh, Brick Gamer says Sonic Runners Adventure ju doesn't just exist it still exists yeah uh, Sonic Runners Adventure was actually a really good game I, d I didn't like the art style as much the first game but in terms of actual gameplay I think it was much better I actually 
bought it, but um, uh, funny little story. I bought it twice actually. Funny little story about Sonic Rhino's Adventure. That game was in pre-release for like an entire year, and you could only bu- you could buy the you could buy the APK file through GameLoft's website, which is what I did. So I did that, played it just fine on uh, my tablet and my phone, and uh, then I switched phone and I tried to play the APK file again. It was like blah 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 blah. You pirated this blah 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 blah. When I hadn't, it was my real APK that I bought, but I guess it was like, yeah, you've activated this on too many devices now. So, um, later on down the line, they re-released it on Google Play. It finally went out of soft launch, and I re-bought it, and I downloaded it through Google Play. So, I bought it legitimately through the service again for the second time, and um, the computer said no. It still said, like, this is a pirated version of the game. I just downloaded it from the App Store. <laughs> what are you talking about as a pirated version of the game? You can, you can come and check my purchase history if you want, Game Loft. Then again, I, I, I think they probably would, because it's Game Loft. They don't really have much better to do. Have you seen the sort of games they release? Especially nowadays. Like, back in 2010, it was fine, but that was when there was zero quality standards and anything that resembled a game was good enough on um, iOS back in the day, but nowadays not so much. Twenty asks, which will come out first, the Payo 3 or Metroid 4? Metroid 4. Metroid 4 will definitely come out first. Sonic Jump Pro, yeah, thanks for linking me that, uh, Brit. I'm not really sure what the purpose of that was. Anyway, it's time to move on, because we've been talking for way too long, and we're going to get the only Sonic track of the way, or the Sonic track of the night, out of the way. Because we were just talking about it, so from Marion Sonic at the Suchi 2014 Olympic Winter Games, this is a remix of the Mega Drive version of Diamond Dust Zone, right here on the Topical Resort.
Same show, same host, different topic. This is the Topical Resort.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the fact that they made a Tetris Battle Royale. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, welcome back to the Top Girls Up right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was Wonderboy, The Dragon's Trap, the 2017 remake. That was a track known as The Monster's Lair Tower. A brilliant track which really doesn't get enough recognition from that game. Then again, that game doesn't get enough recognition as it is. For that, from Marin Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games. Come on, lads, sort the titles out. <laughs> that was Diamond Dust Zone. A remix of the Mega Drive version, not the Saturn version, because the Mega Drive version, people, might, people pretty much agree, is better. So, yeah, you, you've heard my opinions on the fact there is a Tetris Battle Royale, but you want to know my actual opinions on it. So, um, when I first saw the Direct, the Nintendo Direct, which was on this Wednesday, as I've previously mentioned, the first thought was, is this some sort of sick joke? There is a 100-man versus Battle Royale Tetris game. Tetris. As in <laughs> the puzzle game. They have made a Battle Royale out of Tetris. What? <laughs> it's an absolutely mental concept. And, um, yeah, mental is the word I describe actually playing it. Um, how it sort of goes is, well... You, as every other battle royale, you have a hundred ma- hundred men? You have a hundred people against you, a hundred men and women against you, of course. And you just have to survive longer than them. But, um, on top of that they can also send you some... Imagine sort of the garbage POs from, uh, Puyo Puyo. And they can sort of send garbage to you. And I know, I know Tetris does have garbage, yes, but... That's sort of the system it uses, like, when, as, when the other player does really well, it um, stacks up some garbage on your screen, or one of the other players as you get like different opponents within that 100 uh, person battle. And yeah, it's pretty fun. I, I, I wouldn't as well say addictive as some people have said to be honest, but it is definitely fun and I will be playing some more of it at some point. I, I, I do have a few problems with it. For one, I, I really do wish that it had some sort of way to play with friends. And I know you're thinking, well, it's about Royale, blah, 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 blah. And with, with, uh, I, I, I've never said this word on the show before, so please forgive me. Um, with, I'm just, I'm just going to say it, Fortnite. Yeah, there we go, it's over. Uh, with that game, <laughs> um, the, the thing is, well, that game is sort of made around teaming up with your friends and squadding up, etc. Blah, all, all that, all that, um, stuff that friends do, basically. But that's sort of the whole point of the game, is you're meant to sort of build a team, teamwork, uh, there's no I in team, but there is a me, etc. Uh, that's just sort of what you're meant to do in that game. Whereas Tetris 99, obviously, it's, it's going to work a little bit differently because it's Tetris. And I think there's still potential to add some new game modes, but even if it was just like the ability to enter a battle royale with your friends, not be like directly against them or anything, I think that would have just added a little bit more to the game. A little bit. Not too much. A little bit. 
Another thing as well is, um, I, th I think as, as has been pointed out in Discord, I think it's fairly obviously a, uh, demo for an upcoming game. I think it's really blatant, but everyone else is like, no, they just did it out of the kindness of their hearts, free Battle Royale, because we can. Um, but, the, it, I, I just can't see this being anything other than, other than a marketing thing. Because why else would they give you a free version of Tetris without, like, especially when it's EA, like, you would expect to have adverts shoved in in-app purchases, like that infamous uh, mobile port of Tetris. You would expect that, but it doesn't have any of that. But um, I do actually think, I do actually think there's going to be some, um, Oh, what am I trying to say? I do think there's going to be some free-to-play stuff in there, which is exactly what I said the second I downloaded the game. I was like, this is going to be free-to-play. I think it is. I think the level-up system is pretty obviously free-to-play. Because the game has, like, levels. So once you complete a certain amount of matches, you go up a level. The game literally doesn't use that as far as I can tell, like, at all. It has a level system, but it has no use. Which tells me that's like an arbitrary system that's going to be like, yeah, you need to be this level to purchase this thing, so you're going to need to purchase the ability to upgrade this level. I can see it being like that, and uh, that's not my problem. I think this is either a demo or it's a free-to-play thing. Uh, I think Jamie had something to say about it, actually. Uh, Jamie says, this game has already been data mined, or the game has already been data mined. They found other... Ooh, they found other mode, modes in the game data which will have new features such as marathon mode. Let's take a look through uh, this Nintendo Life article, as much as I don't like Nintendo Life, let's have a look through it anyway. <laughs> it's probably just like, the sources, ah, someone on Reddit said it, because uh, journalism. We couldn't be bothered to find anything out for ourselves, so we just scour the Nintendo subreddit all day, because we have no mode. Uh, so, something, something, something. Oh, sorry, it's not 100, it's not 100 people, guys, it's 99, because the name's Tetris 99. No. No. <laughs> so, according to data miner, Oatmeal Dome. No, he was a Twitter data miner, that makes it so much better. Their source is either always Twitter or Reddit, they never have someone come to them and go, Hey, can you write this article? Or, we found this thing, it's... Hey, guys, I found this viral tweet on Twitter that you've probably already read, I want money. Uh, so there's a new mode called Team Battle. Two giant teams clash. Be on the winning side. A Com Battle, where you battle against 98 bots. Or Marathon Mode, which is, you know, standard Tetris Marathon Mode. Uh, apparently there'll be in-game events in the standard 99 Battle. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm shivering right now. There'll be some sort of reward given out, but I'm not sure what. That that just screams free to play to me if they're having in-game events, really. That, uh, that there's not there's no other way to explain that in my opinion. Uh, so we're gonna have to see like how this works. Is it gonna be in-app purchases or in-game purchases? Sorry, I keep thinking this game's an app because I still can't really believe it exists to be honest. <laughs> So is it going to be like in-game purchases or is it going to be on a uh, just one cartridge and the 99 mode remains free? Uh, is I don't really know. 
But I, I think it's fairly safe to say there they might just do a massive bundle or they might just do Tetris 99 and the eShop. You can buy this thing that uh, adds on marathon mode. I, I, it's, it's all still to play for, I'm going to be honest. But I, I, if they don't make it, sort of... Uh, if, if the business model is actually good and it's not scummy like most mobile games are, because this really does resemble a mobile game, then I guess I'll be more willing to support it. It's a really cool concept, just... And it's a really cool concept and it's executed nicely, just I can't help but feel like it's a marketing ploy or a free-play thing. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Brit's also right. The recent Nintendo systems have all had a Tetris game. In fact, I think... I'm fairly certain every system since the NES has had a Tetris game on it now that I think about it. So, yeah, a, a Switch Tetris coming out does make sense. Even though we already have pure Tetris, and you're going to say, well, it's pure Tetris. But you can just play the Tetris mode separately. You can just treat it as a Tetris game, minus the fact that it has a bunch of anime characters in it. So, ignore that part, but then you technically already have Tetris on the Switch if you count that. Makes sense. I guess most people wouldn't count that, but I mean, it has the word Tetris in the name, for goodness sake, people. Uh, Brick Gamer says it's basically cross promotion for an upcoming Switch game, or Switch Tetris and Switch Online. Maybe. Yeah, here we go. Mainly to get people to stop complaining about the lackluster benefits of Switch Online compared to Xbox Live and PS Plus. Oh, we're not getting into this. Yes, we are. We're getting into this argument. Um, so, for those of you who haven't seen online, people. People have just been absolute babies about the Switch Online service. So it costs £20 a year versus the £60 of PS Plus and the £50 of Xbox Live. Pretty good deal if you ask me. Nintendo Reddit. Ooh, they're not happy, they're not happy. Cost £20 a month, but we're only getting free NES games. Why are we not getting GameCube and Splatoon for free? What? Listen to yourself. You're paying... You're paying like £2 a month for a service and you expect to get brand new games for free for £2 a month. Oh, well, it should have a Netflix-style catalogue. It should have this. It should... Listen to yourself. <sighs> Especially, like, people are like, why have we only got NES games? Because NES games are cheap. It's a £20 service, you don't have to provide people with any games. So the fact that they provide you with NES games, be grateful, but they're like, oh, we've played all these NES games a million times. And you haven't played Mario Sunshine front cover to back that many times? The people who beg for GameCube Virtual Console are the type of people who replay these games over and over and over and over and over and over. So, yeah, just... I, I don't get the complaining. Every time I see it, it's like, oh, you're just a fanboy. Just a fa no, I'm someone who doesn't complain that a service costs £20. It, it's ridiculous. If it costs £60, I would actually, yeah, I'd be unhappy with the service I'm getting. The, the, I'm, I'm not seeing a visible improvement over when it was free, and I'm not getting good games. But I paid £20 for the service, which is a third of what Xbox Live costs. Everyone's like, but Xbox Live gets good games, because it costs £60 a year. They can afford to do that. 
they're not going to make a massive loss. Just because they give, gave you Sonic Transform for free on Xbox Live doesn't... It doesn't mean anything, because it's a game that costs like £15. They're not going to go bankrupt. Nintendo giving you Splatoon for free, everyone's going to buy that instead of the physical game. So, of course they're not going to give you that. It's nonsensical. If they gave everyone high-value games for £20, then what business model is there left? There is no business model. They would shut down in a heartbeat. But I think GameCube Virtual Console should exist. I just think it should be paper title. Like £10. Everyone's going to say that £10 is too much. No, it isn't. £10 for a GameCube title is reasonable price. So, you know, you, you go into the eShop, you buy Mario Sunshine for a tenner. You buy uh, Luigi's Mansion for a tenner. I'm struggling to think of GameCube games at the moment. But, yeah, they, they're not going to give you that for free. That is an utterly ridiculous claim. But on the other hand, I'm happy that those rumours of a SNES Virtual Console exist. Because... SNES has some better game selection, but still not my cup of tea. Mario World's good though, I love Mario World, but not my cup of tea. Unless they've got Mega Man X on it as well, in which case I'd consider. But, yeah, that's that's my little mini rant about that over. What do you have to say about Switch Online? I myself, I don't really have too many bad words to say about it, as, well, you just heard. But, mm, others not so much, not so much, because they constantly like to get a bargain. Because, yeah, i got to get a bargain, but I, I quite happily bend over and pay £60 a year for Microsoft service, and then I pay for Game Pass on top of that. But, £20, nope, 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 And that's been Viper's Hot Take Hangover segment, that's said by 20. Yes, it has. Anyway, coming up next is your Hot Take Request segment. So you can get in requests as long as it's, you know, from a skill game or a game we don't play music from every single week, week in, week out. I'm not salty about it, I swear. But currently we have a request by Electric Boogaloo and we have a request by Brit Gamer. but there's still plenty more room, so if you want to make a request, radiobessie.geoforce.discord, I'm green by Brit, hashtag 6383. And uh, you can also send out an email, topicalresort.gmail.com, or you can send it to the Twitter, at RadioSega, at topicalresort, at the green by Brit, or using the hashtag topicalresort. All those places. A lot of places. Brick Gamer also rightfully points out that Mega Man X is already on the X Legacy Collection on Switch, so it won't come to Switch Online. I forgot that collection existed. Apparently it's not very good either. The original Legacy Collection was really good, the first one. I played I played that on Steam and I didn't have a complaint about it at all. Legacy Collection 2, I hear it was roughly the same, but I never played it. But then I heard the X Legacy Collection had horrible input lag. Like 30 milliseconds or something dumb like that like 30 milliseconds what are you doing to have that much input lag introduced most games have like three milliseconds what what are you doing i don't know not a clue anyway i'm waiting for one more request so i can safely um, uh <laughs> go and get something to drink during this music break so uh, feel feel free feel free please please um because I don't know, because music's good, I like music. Do you like music? It's good. Unlike Switch Online, huh? And, um, what's what? Yeah, that's a good question, Twilly. What, what is eligible for this Rick's Request Resort? Anything, as long as it's not, you know, along the lines of a Yu Suzuki game, Sonic Knights, etc. Anything you go, anything you hear and groan when it's on the show, because 
Oh, we're playing that again. <laughs> then uh, that's not allowed. So just as long as it's not a track that people will groan at for having heard a million times, it is allowed on the show. So use use that as your wisdom in this case of what you're allowed to request. It doesn't have to be obscure like Electric and uh, Brick Gamer have gone for. It can be a fairly well-known track just as long as we don't play it too often on the show. Because I want some variety. That's why this is called the Variety Episode. Because I was just thinking over it. I'm like, I'm getting really sort of bored of doing topics where... I play the same music over and over again. Like, the request lists always look really samey. I always tend to play a lot of samey music. It's just, I want a bit of a break from that. And I want to, I obviously want to branch out to do some more obscure topics as well, but I just haven't been able to think of that this week. I've been racking my brain and just had absolutely nothing in response. So this is my compromise for now. Just, just do this for a second. For a week, and then we'll go back to uh, doing some more on-topic stuff. Uh, okay, I can do that, Jamie. That's a, that's a good one, actually. Um, the non-instrumental version, which I almost put on by accident anyway, after saying, "Don't do that." Well done. I know, Brit. We still need a T-Lopes episode. You remind me every week we need a T-Lopes episode. I know we need a T-Lopes episode. I was sort of tempted this week, but then I said to myself, I don't want I don't want an episode about any composer to be a like off the cuff one, as in I don't want it to be like an episode I've only thought of a couple of hours in advance or prepared a couple of hours in advance. I wanna put in the time to sort of promote it and uh, advertise it and find some good obscure picks, etc. Especially when it's a composer who could potentially listen into the show. Which, you know, T-Lopes is pretty big nowadays, but he's not exactly like some Japanese media giant who's not going to listen to it. You know, he, there is a chance that he could listen in and then hear me ramble through an incredibly unprepared show, which I don't want to do. I want to have a show which I'm ready for, prepared for, all that stuff. Anyway, right, without further ado, let's get into the request and let's get things off of one from BrickGaming98 himself and it isn't from T-Lope surprisingly I know I was shocked too what it is from however is from Astro Boy Omega Factor and this is stage stage one right here on the Topical Resort Request Resort
Oh man, that song was really nice and calming. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega, but seriously, that was so calming, that's actually relaxed me quite a bit. I haven't had the world's greatest of days, let alone weeks, let alone at this point month, so that was just actually really quite nice to listen to. That was the Bunny Song featuring... Uh, how do I say that? I, I don't know, that's not obvious. It's not like my normal pronunciations where I think there's one, it's... I, I, just, I don't know how to say that. Clotilde Clotilde Chevalier Clotilde Chevalier I'm going to go with that's the theme of the cute zone from Hell Yeah Wrath of the Dead Rabbit okay which very much uh, the whole point of that song is to be the complete opposite of what that game embodies but I don't care it's a really nice song for that and that was requested by Jamie by the way before that from Flag to Flag that was Power Drive never heard of it before that from Club Sega Oh, that was requested by Electric Boogaloo, whoops. Before that, from Plug, Plug, Plug Sega, or aka Club, these songs have nothing to do with the games they're based on. That was The House of the Dead, DJ Shinkawa's ODEMS. Okay. But that was requested by Twinny, and uh, the reception to that one was surprisingly lukewarm. But, once again, I, I say surprisingly, it's not all that surprising, because... That had nothing to do with House of the Dead, as with the rest of the album. I mean, <laughs> the, the one that I remember, it, this one's actually a really good track, but the one that I remember is the, to, the Top Skater track on there, because Top Skater is this game that has an incredibly punk soundtrack, and um, they're like, yeah, let's get Tall Paul to do a dance mix that doesn't remix any of the tracks in the game. It's just a dance mix that has the word Top Skater on it. That, that album was weird. Club Sega 2, which is much better, and Club Saturn had some... Uh, the weird instrument choices and melody choices, etc. Yeah, Club Sega 2 is really the only good one of those sort of albums, but I appreciate the fact that they exist. Uh, before that, and kicking off the block, was from Astro Boy Omega Factor, a brilliant treasure gem. Uh, as Kefki pointed out in the chat, probably the last good uh, treasure game from the sort of classic era of treasure. That was Stage 1, and I really need to check that game out because I hear so many good things about that game. Like, it's just awesome sort of, um, I, I think it's a shmup apparently? I, I haven't ever seen footage of it, I just know that people adore that game and because it's treasure, well uh, obviously they got to adore it. And we've got quite a lot of people who just joined us down in the chat room as well. We currently have Doom Girl, but we also had, as I said, Kefki, we had Veritex and uh, probably a few others who lurking. If you're a dirty lurker, then um, don't, don't reveal yourself, stay, stay comfy. Stay lurked, because we, we appreciate you. <laughs> Speaking of things we appreciate, let's try and find something I can talk about, because I don't have anything to talk about. Uh, there's been an rage, there's been a raging debate in the chat room as to um, who Folk is, <laughs> right? So Folk is in the guy who um, did music for Sonic Mania uh, Plus. He did music for. Uh, what else did he do? According to VGMDB, he did Sonic Before the Sequel. That's his first ever game, according to this. Which, yeah, I was going to get to that one in a bit, but he did Sonic Before the Sequel, obviously a fan game. He did Blue Skies Green Hill, which was a brilliant remix album that you sadly cannot buy anymore. But if you have a Bandcamp downloader, it's it's still on the Bandcamp servers. You just can't get it any other way. Which sucks. Cause I really would like to give them some money for that, but you just can't because they took down all download links. But Bandcamp does this weird thing where you can take down download links, but they leave it on their servers for you to be able to rip for some reason. It's odd. 
Uh, he also did something after the sequel. Uh, light. Oh, he worked on Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 13 is that? Yeah, that is. He's done work on uh, Kingdom Hearts as well. Huh. I didn't know this actually. I didn't know that he worked on um, all this stuff. I was looking at his uh, back catalogue and I was like, it was like, oh, Spark the Electric Jester. That's obviously a brilliant game. And um, then I looked into it and hang on a second. Um, what? <laughs> Spark the Electric Jester came out in 2017 and I'm like, oh my goodness, it did, didn't it? That's. It feels odd because I remember that game coming out like yesterday. That's not even a I'm getting old thing. That's a um, that's just a flat out. I I don't remember it being that long ago. It, I, what? <laughs> it's weird. But um, there's also a game called Sonic Beats. This is what I think it is. Please let it be what I think it is. Oh, it isn't. Oh, that's really sad. Uh, so he has an album called Sonic Beats, but the ATS is in after the sequel is capitalised. But um, what it is is it's just music from before and after the sequel. It's not remixes. I really hoped it was remixes because that would have been so cool. But it wasn't. But yeah, I guess uh, you can buy it. Like it's up for sale on Bandcamp. I might, I might end up buying that. Not going to lie. And uh, it's not even a spin-off. Uh, Brick Gamer says, "Wasn't Lake Feather working on a 3D spin-off title starring Fart, as in the enemy from the game?" He was, but it's not a spin-off title. He announced that it was a sequel to the game, and it's coming out this year? Question mark. If not, early next year. Uh, yeah, Jamie rightfully points out that Fault's gone from fan games to AAA titles. I mean, he deserves it. He's a brilliant sound designer. I swear he did stuff for Freedom Planet though, and this game doesn't, or this uh, site doesn't list that. Yeah, I, th I thought he did stuff for Freedom Planet. Oh, well, he's got some stuff coming out this year uh, already. He's got Re-Legend, the original soundtrack, and Dragon Mark for Death. Uh, okay. In what? In what world? Oh, hang on, never mind. I was gonna say, what world does a soundtrack cost fifty-five dollars? But it's uh, in Singapore money. Or Singapore money. Uh, it, it just says SGD. It doesn't say anything else. Uh, uh, in response, Jamie he says, I don't know if it's the same person, but he's discrediting a Brad Buxer working on the album. No, that's just VGMDB. What that means is that was the original composer of the track. Or, you know, borrowed samples from them or something like that. That's what it means. It's Brad Buxer didn't actually work on the album. That'd be that'd be nuts. Yes. Um, aside from that, what do we? I, I got stuff to say in the next segment, but I really don't have anything to say in this one. Cause um, yeah, I've got stuff relating to Radio Sega Live to tell you in the next segment. I just flat out don't have anything right now. So please, quickly. I know Brick Gamer says Nintendo Direct, but there's there's literally nothing to talk about. Nothing happened in the Nintendo Direct that I care about remotely. Platinum Games new game, it looks cool. It looks cool. I haven't seen enough of it, but it looks cool. Could has the potential to be Anarchy Reigns with good multiplayer. Please let it have like an MMO multiplayer style thing. Shut up with Nintendo Direct Brit. <laughs> Stop saying it. But aside from that, just oh just bored the entire way through. Bored 
not even stiff, like a statue. That's how stiff I was. Um, but Mario Maker 2, actually, I lie. Mario Maker 2 looks amazing. Because I, I love Mario Maker. Um, I booted up my Wii the other day just to play it, and yeah, it's amazing. Still really fun. Um, everyone's like, ah, the Wii U is dead now. Blah, 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 blah. No, the Wii U's not dead. Just you people don't appreciate it enough. I love my Wii U. Amazing console. Still play quite a lot of games on it. Still got some more games to play on it. I want to play Yoshi's uh, Woolly World on it before the new game comes out on Switch. So I'm going to be booting up my Wii U once again just before uh, the end. The end of the Wii U. So I'll be doing that at some point. But yeah, Mario Maker 2. Um, I'm actually ex really excited for this release because well, what's the point if you already have Mario Maker 1? Well, uh, the extent of why I'm excited is because I never got to experience Mario Maker when it first came out. Uh, so Mario Maker was like it's at its height around the sort of 2016 period, like early 2016, and yeah, um, that was all, sort of always its peak. And when it came out, it was huge, like massive, massive. It was probably the even more than Smash, I would say. It was like a Wii U seller. So um, the game also rather famously came out on 9/11 for some reason. So <sighs> we. With it being, I'm trying to I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible, but it's still quite funny to be honest. With it being a game where you can create any Mario level, on the on day one, many people created Twin Towers levels, <laughs> which I shouldn't laugh. It, it, that that I, I don't know, but you get the point. <laughs> So, yeah, that that was the meme that was on day one. But uh, anyway, that game, I, I just missed it in its peak. Also, it came out the same day as Project Mirror DX, fun fact. I just really missed it at, at its peak. And by the time I got to my uh, Wii U, which was mid-2017, by the time I actually got Mario Maker, which was uh, late 2017, then I actually bought a copy, wink, wink, uh, early 2018... But I never just really got to experience it. By the time I did, well, the servers were fairly vacant, and the only sort of time I got to make my own levels was when I wanted to troll Andy on his live stream, which which I did. I did a few times. But yeah, aside from that, I never really got to experience the making aspect. I just got to experience the playing aspect, which, if I'm honest, was always a bit more of the frustrating one. So Mario Maker 2 on Switch, that all it adds is slopes, which everyone is saying no. It, it adds uh, new, uh, a new art style. It adds the 3D world art style, which... Okay, that's a really weird pick. I mean, like, you could have gone with Mario Land 1 or Mario Land 2. But uh, 3D world, a game that was never in 2D, you're going to pick that as the art style? Okay. At least it looks nicer than the new Super Mario Bros. 1. But, yeah. Um, nah. That's my thought on it, basically. But aside from that, I'm very excited for Mario Maker 2. Going to get it on pre-order ASAP, which I normally don't do with games. I pre-order them like a few weeks before they come out, just to make sure I get a copy. But Mario Maker, like the second the money rolls into the bank, I'm going to be pre-ordering that one because, oh boy, I'm ready to, ex especially with the Switch being so much bigger than the Wii U, I'm just ready to experience the boom of levels that come out within like the first few months. That game at its height is going to be awesome. I'm going to... I'm really going to look forward to making levels in that, especially with um, the Amiibo support as well, because in Super Mario Bros. 1 mode, you can use Amiibo. And, well, what do you know? What Amiibo are there? There's the Sonic Amiibo, there's the Bayonetta Amiibo, and there's the Joker, soon-to-be Joker Amiibo from uh, Persona 5. So, 
We're going to get some more... Whereas previously Sonic was the only character in uh, Mario Maker, we're going to get some more Sonic characters. And not Sonic characters, Sega characters. I can't speak. I'm too busy reading the comments of people saying... <laughs> really? In response to the uh, the level creation thing? <laughs> it's a bit touchy, but I mean... The, uh, the fake advertisements people made were quite clever. They got, they got a, they got a chuckle out of me at least. Uh, not much more than that, you know. It's a bit of a sensitive subject for obvious reasons. But yes, um, aside from that, I think we're pretty much good to move on now. And uh, once we come back, we'll be getting into more really Sega Live type announcements. And then I don't know what segment we're gonna do um, uh, in between the toppy mix and next. I have no clue yet. Depending on how long we ramble on for the next segment, I might just move on. Uh, I don't really know because this is a slightly more, uh, le a slightly less thrill show than normal, as you can obviously tell. So I very much expect it to be that way. <laughs> Therefore, I, I, I don't know yet, but yeah, uh, now is high time to move on. So let's get into a track from Wild Woody. The uh, the Sega CD game with a really stupid name, but really good music, and really bad gameplay. From my Woody, this is the theme of the pirate boss, known as Bring It Back, right here on the Topical Resort.
Welcome back to the Top Resort. That was the arcade version of Fantasy Zone with the boss theme. And for that from Wild Woody, it's Bring It Back, which 20 says is the only track which ever gets played on live shows. That's a lie. The, the bonus stage surely gets played more. Right? Anyway, so what we're, getting, what we're going to be getting into here is just some small stuff relating to the radio stream. Nothing major. It's, it's no announcements or anything, really. But it's some stuff worth mentioning. So, first of all, we got the fact of, for those of you who missed it last night, there was a brand new Last Call set, as in Last Call is in our DJ uh, DJ Mix live pre-recorded thingy show, but it was all dedicated to romance, love, whatever you want to call it, because, well, last night was Valentine's Night, and Rapid Run put together a special set, but if you missed it, it's already available on Radio Sega Media, so go over to RadioSega.net and go to the last call tab on the media page and there should be last call the holiday mix number one La- rapid runs love mix and the second bit of news not too big uh, not too big but it's just a nice confirmation uh saturnite sega is on tomorrow despite what was sort of previously hinted at last saturday and on top of that, it's also going to be live, because Gabby said it would probably be pre-recorded. It's not, it's going to be completely live, it's all good to go at 10pm tomorrow night, 10pm UK. So, if you already missed the pilot episode, um, I should say as well, for those of you who missed the pilot episode, it should be coming, I say should be. Uh, the problem is at the moment, uh, the podcast file that Gabby has is broken. And the podcast file that I have is only the second hour of the show. So we need to sort of find a way to stitch two together. And I need him to actually send it to me. That does help. So once we do that, then hopefully uh, the show should be in business. And we should have the podcast up. And then we'll be ready to go for future podcasts. And I can do it much quicker, etc. So be on the lookout for the Saturday Night Sega podcast. But also be sure to listen in tomorrow night at 10pm UK. For a brand new episode, no one knows what it's going to entail. Has he actually imported his music into the program? Probably not, but we'll find out anyway. Uh, aside from that, uh, do I need to announce anything else? I don't think there's anything major coming up. Uh, let me double check the website anyway, just in case. Um, oh yes, of course, I should point this out. Those of you who haven't already twigged it, or haven't checked the website, or haven't heard it, etc. Sega Mixer Drive is now Sundays at 8pm. This has been like it, well, it was like that for uh, last week's show. But I wasn't here to tell you that last week. So if you missed it because you're like, where was it last Friday when it was meant to be back? That's where it was. It was at Sundays at 8pm UK. That is the brand new time slot for Sega Mixer Drive. So be sure to tune in for that one. It was a great first episode. I actually got to listen to it unlike my Sega Mixer Drive episodes. And it was very good. A great return to form for Rexy. You know, she uh, she she decided in the end the way to sort of the way she wanted to make it fresh was cut down on some of the old segments, bring in a new segment, and well, that seemed to be a good plan in my opinion because it's, I think I think it's made for a much better show, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with the original show, but I, I think it's made for a much better show personally. Um, yeah, I think that's really all I need to announce. Oh, on top of that, I should say as well, as far as I know, Hidden Palace should be back on tomorrow unless an emergency comes up. Because uh, we've been discussing what it's going to be next week, but it should be back. So your Saturday night lineup on Radio Sega is looking pretty good, and your Sunday night lineup or your Sunday lineup is looking pretty sweaty and uh, pretty remixy? Question mark. Is that the right word? 
Anyway, right, so we're going to be getting on into some more music, because I don't really have too much more to say. And let's get into one from Guardian Heroes. And this is a bit of a Radio Sega classic, but I haven't heard this in absolutely years. No one tends to request this anymore, or play it on shows, etc. But yeah, we still like it here. This is Jab- Jazzy Sabotage, right here, on the Topical Resort.
an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. I have absolutely no clue what I want to talk about during this segment, but it's here anyway. What you just heard there was a track from Renta Hero that was Kimiwa Hito no Tamani Renta Hero Ni Naredu Ka. Oh, that's it. From Fighters Megamix, specifically, that's the version which has Takanobu Mitsuyoshi in it. I never play music from Renta Hero, except I use it as a talk bed on the Dreamcast Hour now. But, yeah, there we go. Anyway, so. Before that was from Guardian Heroes, that was Jazzy Sabotage. And now we are back here not really talking about much of anything. I, I just sort of plan to use this as a bridge to the next segment because I don't I didn't want tons of music. Um I've also just realized that I um don't have anything in the toppy mix. I should fix that. Um, um Right. So you still have to find a way to get a peer track in here? Not really, I'm not I'm not too much of a peer fan, like I don't know why people would think I am. I I, I like the games but I'm not a peer fanboy <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I was like, yeah, this may this always makes a good bed when I use it. This is good. Um I just want one more song, but I have no clue what I want to hear. Uh, 
none of this is standing out to me. It all looks really dull. Uh, yeah. Nothing here at all is interesting me. I was going to do a remix of the Sega track, but even I'm not feeling that that risky today. Uh, do, 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 do. I, I have no clue what to put in here, so... Uh, the, if, if this was like the second track of the block, then I would just do it in a second off air, but I can't because it's the first track of the block. So I automatically need something. Don't want to do anything from Bayonetta. Definitely not. Too much Bayonetta. I guess I could do this. I have no clue how this is going to sound because I've never heard this version of the track before. But let's get into the Toppy Mix. And we're going to kick things off with a game that I never play music from. From the Mega Drive version of Bonanza Bros. This is Bonanza Brothers Duty, the BGM1. When we come back, it'll be time to end off the show, but for now, enjoy the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
Sega's my favorite video game company of all time. They had so many classic games growing up as a kid. So many in the name. But for the past couple years, it has been feeling that way. I feel like it's been on a decline. So I had to write this little letter. Hopefully Sega listens to me. Start by saying that I don't want no drama But lately you've been dry like sinus It's time for a very big change like Obama Your new game's been whacking away You're not the same company from back in the day When I was a kid I was a big Sega fanboy Had every console, heck, even the damn toys Hurt seeing all the moves y'all been making For over ten years, man, my head's been shaking I got a list of things in this letter Trust me, this will help y'all do better It will we make less games for the Wii And y'all need to make a Shenmue 3 The whole world wants to play that game Yakuza's is cool but it's not in the same lane I will pay any damn fee To have an epic battle with Land D Need Sega GT with the fine courses A fantasy star with the shine forces Half fun unlocking my Shashi And Hanzo reminds me of Kakashi Sega had many RPGs, yo, what a whole weapon show like RVD. Bring back Alex, kid, and one boy. Right star, Flicky the bird, and Echo boy. Putting them on the shelf was a no no. Y'all could have been rolling deep like me and Mullet, so. Y'all falling off the edge, dog. We're pretty much sort of signing the hedgehogs. I cop the Xbox port of generations, goddamn, it was short. The people really want a 2D HD. Or a Sonic Adventure 3 One and two were the last good games Go back to the roots pretty please to keep a good name It's heating up Cause now I have to mention all the beat-em-ups Street Your Rage brings games to tears Cause we haven't seen a new one in 18 years Where the heck is Last Bronx and Die Hard? Spike out, oh man, I'm about to die hard Sega really had too many classics It really sucks that you put them in the casket Y'all should try to get Mordecai and Rigby A partnership with Capcom and Disney Vector Man was a good one All the beasts and Afterburner was some good ones Do sequels so we can have a mind blown Stop doing remakes on the iPhone Oh yeah, speaking of consoles It's about that time for a console if y'all need money like the Carter, start a go-go, hell, even a Kickstarter. The gamers around the world really hop on it. Real talk, I will put my life savings on it. <laughs> I can't even speak anymore, man. I can't even rap. Got a little emotional right there. Zayden, we just want to see you number one again, man. Don't take anything personal, man. I'm just speaking for all the gamers. Sega fanboys, anybody that spent hours on those forums, give us a Dreamcast too. <laughs> give us something, man. Good quality games. That's all we want, man. Alright, I'm signing off. Sincerely, Mr. Wilson.
that snazzy music can only mean one thing. It's time for the end of the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was a brilliant track from Tetris 99. That was the main theme. Oh, I love it. It's so catchy. Even more so than any other version of that song. Before that was our remix, which didn't really have much to do with anything, from Mr. Wilson from the Sonic 3 EP. That was Dear Sega, the bonus track, which came out in 2012, and you can tell because it's referencing stuff like Shenmue 3 and Wonderboy. Uh, Dreamcast 2, not so sure about that though, as the chat rightfully pointed out. And kicking off the block was a track from Bonanza Bros, the Mega Drive version, that was Bonanza Brothers Duty, BGM1. And I, w I hadn't heard that track before, any version of it, so it was a bit of a, bit of, tossed my hat in the ring a bit, and it was very good. I liked it. Anyway, um, I, I can't announce the next episode yet, because I really don't know what it is. Sorry, keep your eyes peeled on the Radio Sega Twitter feed. I promise I would... I, I honestly promise next week I'll be a lot more communicate. Uh, I'll communicate much more in regards to the uh, the episode because yeah, I haven't been very good at that this week. Apologies and apologies for missing last week as well, but mm, not having a great time at the moment with stuff. So it's just how it is really at the moment. But yeah, so that's also why communication has really sort of slowed down. So I apologise. But anyway. Um, let's see who we still have left in the chat room right about now before we leave. So we have Jamie64386, BrickGamer98, myself, Twinny. We also had the likes of uh, Shadowscroft, Kefki, uh, who else? Veritex, Doomgirl. Am I missing some people? Maybe. I I'm probably missing some people. There's a very good chance that I am. But. Either way, if you're listening in, thanks for tuning in. Catch you next week. But as for um, the rest of the show, because we've still got one song left, I thought oh, I haven't played. I don't think I played this song on the show ever before. But if you've listened to the Radio Sega live streams, you know what's up. Also, thanks Electric for listening in. Uh, if you listen to the Radio Sega live streams before, you know what's up with this track. And if you've listened to Electric Boogaloo's music live before, which if you have, get off his hard drive. But if you haven't, well, uh, this is. The Bootleg Sampler Volume 2 for the Sega Saturn, and this is the menu theme. I've been Green Viper 8, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.